Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. On this week's Dear Viv, we're going to be talking about work-life balance, other people's parenting, language barriers, and a cat custody battle. Our first question this week. Dear Viv, work-life balance, what the hell is that then? There's nothing like a succinct question to get things off to a flying start, is there? Uh, Questions to Dear Viv come in all shapes and sizes, and I like to take them as I find them. And this is how you phrased your question. And thus, I will let it stand. Work-life balance, what the hell is that then? I sense a lot of anger in your two-sentence almost non-question, plus sarcasm and frustration. These are all things that are commonly voiced around the issue of work-life balance, and rightly so, because if ever there were an oxymoronic phrase in the English language, this is it. I'm going to come at your question from a slightly different angle, though, and rephrase it. Why do we even pretend there is such a thing as work-life balance? I've long suspected that there is, in fact, no such thing, and I speak as someone who has not had a proper job for over 15 years. If anyone were going to discover work-life balance, then I, being an independent freelance person with no boss other than myself, and I am a slightly rubbish boss, I have to say, I would surely have discovered it. And believe me, even when you're left to your own devices with no boss to answer to, it is still extremely elusive, this work-life balance. Example, I'm drafting this reply to you at quarter to one in the morning, so do not judge me. Or particularly expect me to find work-life balance for you. Let's ask some more questions here then. Why do you care about work-life balance? Why do you think anyone else has achieved it? What changes would you have to make to your life in order to get it? And why haven't you already made those changes? These are the important questions. I've personally learned not to worry too much about work-life balance because I think it comes and goes. And as long as you have some degree of work and life combined and not just exclusively one or the other, then I think you're doing pretty well. I think it's unrealistic to think that work and life will be in harmony most of the time. If you achieve that some of the time, then please do write a book about it because I would like to know. On the plus side... Your question is valid and useful because it means that you are evaluating your life and you're ready perhaps for change. Are you asking this because you're working too hard at the moment and looking for ways to cut back? I suspect that this is why you asked that question. 
Cutting back on work always seems like an unattainable goal, but it can be done. You might just need to make some radical changes to your schedule and to your expectations without knowing too much about your situation because your question was extremely short. Uh, Here are some things that can facilitate restoring work-life balance in the short term. Extra childcare, borrowing some money to free up some of your time, taking a work sabbatical to break the cycle of overworking, experimenting with delegating work to colleagues, talking to your boss about how some of your workload could be reduced, asking if you can go on to a four-day week for a trial period. Get creative. Make some changes just as an experiment. When you say work-life balance, what the hell is that then? What you're really asking is this, why do I have to put up with this hell? And the answer is you don't. But the only person who can move out of that hell is you. Our next question. Dear Viv, I was quite young when I had my son and most of my friends were zero tolerance on making allowances for babies. It didn't really bother us. We just took them to the pub, restaurant, wherever with us. But now my son is a teenager and my other friends have small children. They expect everyone else to fit around baby's schedule, even if that means eating lunch at midday. One mum friend in particular is so dictatorial about it, it's almost impossible to go out with her. I've tried speaking to her about it, but I just get a lecture about the importance of routine. Yay, it's a Gina Ford question. Yay. I've been waiting for a Gina Ford question to come in for some time and finally it has arrived. Uh, In case anyone doesn't know what I'm going on about, uh, Gina Ford is the childcare guru who advocates keeping babies to a strict routine. Eating lunch at midday is the tip of the iceberg. The lunch would almost certainly have to be eaten in the home as the baby would be going down for their nap in their own room with regulation blackout blinds. The baby would not be allowed to have a sleep in a pram in a pub in case the sleep is not of sufficient quality and it disrupts the routine. My youngest child may be four now, but I know my Gina Ford inside out. My favourite bit of Gina Ford was always the way it says in the book, 7am, wake up. 7.05 a.m. Eat a piece of toast. I always remember thinking, what if I don't want some toast? What if I want something else? Why do I only have five minutes from waking up to getting into the kitchen to make the toast? I need more time. But your question is, of course, about something more important than toast, and it has two elements. A, is it important, valuable, or even essential to put a baby on a routine? That's a whole massive debate. And B, more pertinently for you, What do you do if you find your parenting style is at odds with that of your friends? I'll answer that bit first. I'm afraid you have to keep your mouth shut unless your friends with small children specifically ask your advice. I know this is an extremely annoying situation and they should just get over themselves. But unfortunately, you need to let them make their own mistakes. Or maybe they're not making a mistake. They're just doing what's right for them. We all behave in weird ways when we're parents, especially when we're clueless new parents. God knows I did. And we all just have to do whatever it takes to get through, even if this means behaving like a complete mentalist. If this means that your friends drive you so crazy with their routines and their lectures, then you might have to take a break from those friends for a while. I'm sorry, maybe until their children start school or even university. Uh, As to the question of routine... And who's right, you or your friend, which is what you really want me to answer, isn't it? And you want to say that you're right. Uh, This is really a question of taste and personality. 
I do sympathise with your contempt for the obsession with routine and I remember how frustrated I was that I really wanted to get out of the house at lunchtime when I had a new baby and it was really hard to find other new mothers who would abandon their routine and just let the baby sleep in the pram for a few hours in the middle of the day. But on the other hand, I know that I did use Gina Ford routines in a haphazard way myself with all three of my children and there were times when these routines really saved my sanity. So... Be patient and compassionate towards your clock-watching friends and maybe try and cultivate some other new friends who don't have little tyrants dictating their every move. One final word on Gina Ford. Let it not be forgotten that these are techniques developed by a nanny looking after someone else's children as part of their paid employment. This is not the same as looking after your own child, a job which sadly you're not paid for, or at least I've not found a way to get paid for it, and where you can never clock off and where being a bit obsessive and mad goes with the territory because you're in love with your charges. So use the Gina Ford techniques if they help you. But if they don't help you or appeal to you at all, remember it doesn't make you a failure, whatever gets you through. Our next question. Dear Viv, my boyfriend's mum is Spanish and I speak un poco at best. I'm supposed to meet her for the first time this summer. How can I survive a weekend visit? I love this question. Me gusta mucho su pregunta. Oh, you should get me to meet your boyfriend's mother instead. I have been told I speak Spanish with a Russian accent. Mi español es un poco como mi ruso. It's got to be entertaining for someone, hasn't it? Maybe your boyfriend's mother. Uh, Let me know if you want me to come along with you. Seriously, though, I don't see what the problem is here. Your boyfriend will have told his mum that you don't speak much Spanish. And after that, it's totally up to her how much time she spends with you and what she expects from you. No one is expecting you to be Penelope Cruz as long as you haven't lied about your proficiency in Spanish. And I'm guessing that seeing as your boyfriend is Spanish, sounds like he is, or half Spanish, then it would be pretty difícil, or difícil, I think it is. Sorry to my Spanish teacher, I forgot where my stresses go. It would be pretty difícil to have lied about your Spanish. So stop worrying so much about it. Why are you putting so much pressure on yourself? You'd be amazed how far you can go with a lot of smiles and laughs and sign language. Definitely buy her loads of Union Jack tea towels, royal family teacups and saucers and other Royal Britannia memorabilia and she will think you are the perfect prospective daughter-in-law. Scorcio! Don't say that to her. Our next question. Dear Viv, I just broke up with my girlfriend who's moving out when she finds a new place. She's staying with a friend for now. Breakups are hard, but worst of all, she wants to take our cat, Philippe, with her. Now, I loved my girlfriend, but I can say it out loud now. I love Philippe more. How can we negotiate this cat custody battle? I don't think Philippe would want to move out. First of all, can I just say, I cannot believe that your cat is called Philippe. I had a cat called Jane when I was a child because I really, really wanted to be called Jane myself because I thought this was a nice normal name as opposed to the name Vivian, which is my actual name, which I absolutely hated and thought was ridiculous. Um, And so that's why I'm known as Viv. Um, And Jane is a bad enough name for a cat. Philippe, though, is a ridiculous name for a cat. Uh, So in some ways, I think you deserve this predicament. In fact, Philippe himself may have wished it upon you as feline revenge for giving him such a terrible name. 
So you say you don't think Philippe would want to move out. I can't stop laughing at this cat called Philippe. But unfortunately, Philippe does not have much say in this matter because he is a cat. I imagine your girlfriend would happily say the opposite, what you're saying, that Philippe very much wants to move out and that he definitely doesn't want to stay living with you. What you're doing, and I hope you can see this for yourself, is you're using poor, ridiculously named Philippe as a way of saying what you really want to say to each other and indeed probably already have. I don't want to live here anymore and I really want to break up with you. (laughs) You've already both made clear that you want this breakup, I get the impression at least. You don't have to make the point twice by making Philippe agree with you as well. But you don't really care about all this, do you? You just want to know who's going to get Philippe. And this is a tricky one because I really suspect neither of you deserves Philippe, who, by the way, if I were to adopt, I would rename Archibald. It's also a ridiculous name for a cat, but at least as a name, it has some dignity. Philippe really does not. I'm tempted to suggest here that you toss a coin or draw straws for Philippe, because I don't think from the tone of your letter that you're going to find a way to agree. Let fate decide for you, I say. Alternatively, try to sound a bit more reasonable. Make the case to your ex-girlfriend that while she doesn't have a place to live, it's cruel to uproot Philippe. In this scenario, though, you win and you get what you want, i.e. Philippe. So you're probably going to have to give her something else to maintain the balance. If you really want Philippe so much and you want to keep him so desperately and not just get one over on your girlfriend... Maybe you should even consider buying her a gift for her new home or giving her something else from your old home together. You may be able to keep Philippe, but your girlfriend also deserves some kind of compensation for the loss of what she will consider as her cat. Bonne chance and bon courage, Philippe. I'm so sorry you have such nightmare owners. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon. And sign in to thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we see you there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.